Hello, maize. Maize is the politically correct form of corn. <laughs> but I guess if we're talking about popcorn, it would be pop maize. I just ate a 600 calorie cookie <laughs> and I'm really tired. Today I worked and then after work I went to school and then I came over here to my producers. And that doesn't sound very interesting. But you know what? We're going to talk about Wolverine and popcorn. Let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we force our opinions into your face. What we lack in education, we make up for in rants, raves, and rambling, right? Spoiler alert for Wolverine, X-Men Last Stand, some other X-Men stuff, and I don't know what else. Does it really matter? Like, I think it, all of it came out a long time ago, and uh, Wolverine's been out for a while, so I don't think it really matters. Um, I had an awesome guest. His name is Jacob, and he has been Wolverine for Halloween three years in a row, making him the expert. Please to enjoy. P.S. Welcome to Bring Your Own Popcorn. I'm here with Jacob today to discuss a little-known film called The Wolverine, which was released this year of 2013 in the month of July. Hello, Jacob. Hello. The reason that I've called you here today is because uh, you have some knowledge about Wolverine, or so I've heard. I do not, and so this is my reason for calling you Wolverine expert. This is true. I know a lot about Wolverine. I also heard that you were Wolverine uh, for Halloween three years in a row, or three years running, which I think, even if you had no Wolverine knowledge, that pretty much makes you Wolverine expert. Pretty much, yeah. I grew my sideburns out and my hair. Nice. Do you still have, do you have like one costume or do you have I just several? wore a leather jacket and a <laughs> jean jacket under it That's and a it. bunch of layers <laughs> and looked cool basically. Did you and forcibly insert knives into your knuckles? No, that would oh. have been painful and dangerous, but I but did badass. glare at everyone. Oh good. That's that's mainly what it's about. I, I did the hair spiking thing. <laughs> so how many times did you see the Wolverine? I've seen it twice now thanks to you. Twice. You're welcome. Uh, I've seen it. Um, I've seen it in a couple different weird ways. I saw it once, really drunk, and all I remember is uh, scoffing, but I don't remember what I was scoffing at. I just remember the feeling of scoffing. And the next morning, I was like, I just remember. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. What do you think you were scoffing at? Um, well, now that I've seen it again, I think it was some of the cheesy lines. Like I know when um, Wolverine calls Mariko princess. God damn it! <laughs> I definitely remember scoffing at that. Um, the bear scene. Um, the bear scene was sad. Why were you scoffing? Oh, I don't know. Because it was... It just like... It, he speaks bear now. Like what? Why is he communicating with the bear? He doesn't speak bear. He just has... <laughs> he's, he's a bear whisperer. He's like a man of the woods. He has an understanding with all of the woodland creatures. Does he? Is is that new or has he always had that? No, that's like a thing about him. Like periodically he just goes feral and he just like loses his humanity. And it's always a constant struggle for him to stay more human than animal. Does he always talk to badass animals or does he talk to like fish? I, I don't <laughs> think he talks to fish. Does I he? think... Did you read Origins, no. the comic book? No, did you? At the end of Origins, a very tragic thing happens to him, and he just, like, 
snaps and the last panel of the comic is him just like fading into the woods and like walking away with a pack of wolves and no one hears from him for decades that's kind of badass although his name is actually not from a wolf creature no it's from a little like badger thing yeah wolverines are like really small and really fierce and like supposedly a single wolverine can take on like a few wolves because they're so crazy that's why in the comic books he's actually like a really short guy he's like five foot tall or something like that Awesome, that's cute. So you're you're an actual Wolverine expert as well as a Logan Wolverine expert. Yes, I'm a zoologist. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, I saw it super drunk. Didn't remember it, so I went and saw it again in the broad daylight, completely sober. It was horrible. I'm um, just kidding. It was fine. Um, then I saw the end of it again because I work at the movie theater, so I can kind of walk in and and watch it. Although technically I'm not supposed to, but I can. So I watched like the second half of it and then i get a text from my producer that says hey i'm bored can i come watch a movie and i was like sure what movie and he said seven o'clock wolverine and that was like in 20 minutes and i was like yep (laughs) so i watched the second half and then uh my producer came in and i watched the first half and then i left and i I stormed out so i made it look like we were like a couple and i like we got in a fight (laughs) and i had to storm out no really that's what my coworkers thought they were like why did you leave the other day after that guy came (laughs) do you guys have a fight (laughs) Were you afraid of his beard? I was afraid of his beard. The last Wolverine movie, well, the last movie that Hugh Jackman was Wolverine in was X-Men First Class in 2011. Mm -hmm. I remember really liking that one, but I don't remember a lot of details. Did you like that one? (sighs) (laughs) In terms of did I enjoy the film as an entertainment piece, then yes. As an X-Men movie or as like a film connoisseur no (laughs) it was like a terrible movie but it was like you know watchable and like funny and how bad it was Mm. like i remember one scene where like you know they're doing all that training montage stuff and learning to use their powers and everything and Uh then at the end of the montage one of them goes we've learned so much this past week and it's like this one week (laughs) that's a really cheesy line too did he then smile and there was like a little sparkle? Like, ding. That probably would have made it better if the they had at least been know. self-aware of how bad it was. <laughs> uh, what was Wolverine like in that one? Honestly, I have a terrible memory. He had like a five-second cameo. Because uh, Professor X and Magneto were like going around recruiting mutants and they just show That's up in right. some bar. And then Wolverine is there and like before they can even ask him, he's mm-hmm. just like, go fuck yourselves. And then they like oh, walk yeah. away. I do remember that. I loved that. I loved that moment. Was this the one that um, Ellen Page was Kitty in? Kitty Pride? No, that was in. Uh, I think she was only Kitty Pride in the third X Men movie, maybe the, the second last one. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about X Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. I have no memories of it, but I've heard that it's absolutely awful. I I definitely saw it. I just know that Hugh Jackman is really attractive, and so that's all I remember. That's true. <laughs> Um, I'm one of two people that I'm aware of that liked that movie. Really? Um, again, it it was really bad, but it was entertainingly bad. And in some ways I liked it better than this movie, in fact. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And entertaining is always better than mediocre. Yeah. Um, I think one of the advantages it had was that, like, the plot was more engaging and that Wolverine had more of a motivation in X-Men Origins. 
because, I mean, it was a simple, like, revenge movie, basically, but at least that's, like, something. In this one, I had trouble, like, understanding why Wolverine, like, stayed in Japan after mm-hmm. certain events happened, and it's yeah. like, why didn't he just leave? What does he care about these people? Yeah. By the way, you don't have to worry about spoilers at all. Okay. We're going to spoil the shit out of this stuff. Okay. Um, the beginning of the Wolverine, one thing I was confused about, does that pick up from the end of X-Men's or X-Men Origins or from X-Men First Class or where is it like in the timeline? It picks up after the end of uh, Last Stand, the third X-Men movie. Oh, okay. After he kills Jean Grey and he's now like haunted by her memory. Right. Okay, well I understand like I could tell that like it's after he kills her, but why is he in a hole in Japan? Uh well the Oh, you mean the very beginning, the yeah. flashback sequence? Um, I think that that happened uh, between uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine and either First Class or the first X-Men. It, it happens after he gets the adamantium because he has the claws. Um, and that's in Japan, the adamantium? adamantium? That happened in can- Canada. Uh, well, how does he end up in... military facility. And how does he end up in Japan during World War II? And who's keeping him just, prisoner? I assume he just joined the U.S. military at some point, or the Canadian military, oh. or was still involved in them, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, they just gloss over that. <laughs> or not even, they don't even touch I, it. I don't really, uh, like, I haven't read the comics that extensively, but I assume that he just joined the military and ended up over there and then got taken as a POW. Although, how he got taken as a POW, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I was reading about it a little bit, um, and I guess it was partially, or it was inspired by a comic called Wolverine Back in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds like a, um, what was that series of movies with the the guy in the 90s? Ernest Goes to Camp? Like, it sounds kind of <laughs> like Wolverine Goes to Japan. Um, and then I guess it was partially inspired by some series written, a run of it anyway, by Joss Whedon. But yeah, have you read Wolverine back in Japan? I haven't. I'm like vaguely familiar with his travels in the Far East. Mm. I know that he ends up in Madripoor for a while and he just like becomes a bartender named Patches and he wears an <laughs> no. eye patch. Patches? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, I, I love Japanese culture and, and uh, just like seeing Japanese city scenes and stuff like, like Tokyo and everything. Found out the almost the entirety of, th- of this film, The Wolverine, was filmed in Australia. Hmm. Did you know that? I didn't. It <laughs> Isn't looked that like Japan weird? To Doesn't me. it? Yeah, it's really weird. But speaking of that, did you get a racist vibe at all? Um, a little bit. I mean, I could tell that like a lot of these people were just like Japanese caricatures, mm-hmm. and like let's throw the yakuza into anything that has yeah. to do with Japan, yeah. and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say. I would. I felt like there was just stuff that I would know was inaccurate if I knew more about Japan. But since I don't, it's just kind of like, I just got a weird feeling sometimes. But I did think it was really awesome that they had actual, every single Asian character was played by a legitimately Asian character. They didn't just get cheap Chinese actors. (laughs) Yeah, or just like so much in American cinema, they just get someone with black hair. I did appreciate that one of the many bad guys in this movie was the bad guy from Tokyo Drift. Really? <laughs> Which one was that? Was that, um, there's this one the, guy who's... The police guy that, like, hired the Yakuza to 
kill his fiance. Police guy, not the politician guy. That was the politician guy. The hu- the husband, the one that Mike yeah. was supposed to marry. Yeah, he was like oh, the commissioner okay. of the police or something. Oh, is he the he's, one? He's DK from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> nice. Drift King. I just remember one of them. I can't remember if it was <laughs> if it was him because that guy's um Brian T. He's played by Brian T. But I think it's um Haruhiko Yamanuchi is in the last season of Lost, and so I recognized him from that. Did you watch Lost? Yeah. Who is that? Um, in the in the Wolverine, he's the. Wait, no, no, no it's not him. It's a uh, maybe it is Brian T. No, I think it's um Hiroyuki Sanada is the actor, and it's Shingen Shinjin. I can't remember his name. The uh, son. Uh huh. Um, he's in the last season of Lost as. Did you recognize him, producer? No. I didn't know until I looked it up on Wikipedia, but in the last season of Lost, I think it's the last season, they end up in like this crazy temple and there's like water of life or something that some of them fall into and this guy tortures them and gives them poison and that's the guy in this movie, the end. So yeah, just to start on a positive note, because I'm often not that, um, like I said, props to the fact that they used actual Japanese actors and actresses. Not even like the actual Japanese, so not even like generic Asian because Americans don't know any better. They were all actually Japanese, which is awesome. Um, and how about that bath scene? Uh, the one at the beginning when, when no, all wait. the ladies are like, yes, bathing him. Yes, I guess that was the beginning, yes. <laughs> that reminded me intensely of that scene in Beauty and the Beast when oh he's getting God. ready for his date. <gasps> totally. And like all of the like objects are bathing him and he's like, <laughs> you know, screaming and they're all trying to scrub him down. <laughs> totally. It was a complete <laughs> ripoff of that scene, I thought. It really was. I knew it reminded me of something, but I didn't know what it was. And you're totally right. But oh my God, that scene, Lady Fan Pander. I loved that scene. Um. How do you feel about um, Svetlana, a.k.a. Poison Ivy ripoff, a.k.a. Viper, a.k.a. Dr. Green? I didn't like her at all. I thought that she could have been excised from the film. Mm -hmm. The only reason she was there was to have something poison Wolverine so he would lose his powers. Right. Because I felt that one, one of the problems with this movie was it had too many villains, and her villain seemed really extraneous because, like... Like, I don't really get what she did other than, like, spit poison in people's faces <laughs> periodically. Like, she yeah. didn't advance the plot in she any way. She did it way. sexily, though. <laughs> yeah, she was only there to have the sexy lady villain. <laughs> exactly. And presumably to have the sexy lady villain versus the sexy lady, like, friend fight off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in a weird way, I kind of liked her, but only because um, Svetlana, Svetlana Kochchenkova... <laughs> I just really liked her acting. I thought she has she has like a great villain voice. Um, but other than that, yeah, she was pretty, like you said, definitely too many villains. And then I do remember there was one scene where like she can like lick people to kill them or something and spit on them. Mm-hmm. There's one scene where uh, she's talking to, um, I'm not sure if it's Noboru or she's talking to one of the guys. The archer guy? No, I hope not. I hope that's not him. Um, but she she grabs a pen and takes the cap off and then licks it and uh, then stabs him in the, the dead, neck. Yeah. yeah, and then stabs or him in the neck with it. Him. Like, was that really necessary? Yeah, I didn't understand why she did that because she could have just spat poison in his face and been done with it. But yeah. instead she, like, poisons a pen and stabs him with the pen. Yeah, 
or licked like, him. You could have <laughs> just poisoned him directly. <laughs> it's not like he was going to run away. It's not like she had to be sneaky. I think she just had to be sensual about it. Yeah. Because that's like her whole character is the sexy lady villain. Yeah. But her tongue isn't even hot. Like, what are you going to do with like a, a little like snake tongue? Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I laugh is because <laughs> Jacob's face answered the question. <laughs> can't um, think of a single thing. <laughs> uh, I loved uh, Asian Hawkeye, though. Hawkeye. Asian Hawkeye. The archer guy? Yeah. Yeah, I loved his outfits. Yes. He was adorable and awesome. I liked his character, except I didn't like that he was duped by Svetlana, but I mean. Yeah, I liked his character mostly, but I didn't like like his character development. Mm. Because, like, oh, he's a good guy for most of the movie, trying to help the girl. And then suddenly he's a bad guy. And well, he wasn't bad. He was just dumb. Like, he was, you know. Yeah. But then, like, s- just as suddenly, he's a good guy again. Like, he's he's all like, oh, we have to carry out your grandfather's plan. It's a good plan. It's going to be a good idea. And then as soon as the plan starts to go into motion, he's <laughs> like, this is crazy. And then he suddenly <laughs> is a good guy again. And it's like, what? Well, he was just being loyal. I mean, I totally see your point, and you're right. But But at the same time, I can, like, see where he's coming from that he's just he's a family he you know he works for the family he's loyal and honor and shit Mm. (laughs) but then eventually like his his moral compass catches up to him and he realizes that it's fucked up yeah um i want to go to a love hotel yeah that out there i like that name like (laughs) it it sounds it sounds a lot classier than like (laughs) whatever we call it when you just like get a hotel <laughs> six or whatever well it doesn't just sound classier it is oh my god those rooms yeah i really liked the space room yeah the space room was really cool oh. i would just stay there by myself if Fuck they yeah had that was my first thought i was like if i go because apparently they're real if i ever go to japan i'm gonna stay in a love hotel by myself that might be or kind of sad what no i just mean they might look you know look at you sadly when you're checking in I'll hire a homeless man to go in with me and then I'll kick him out the window. That might be Just sad and <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> um, but speaking about the window, why was Logan the whole time there, the whole night they're there? Apparently, he's just like standing outside brooding in the rain. <laughs> why doesn't he sleep on the floor, or, like curl up in a corner? I assume he was like trying to get some air and just like cool <laughs> off in the rain and probably he was you know trying to keep an eye on things and like watch the street and stuff <laughs> but yeah i think that it was mostly just to have him be outside brooding in the rain and then like fall over and be dramatic in the rain yeah definitely um, i thought it was weird at the beginning of the movie um they're setting the stage for the fact that he's like he's depressed he's being the lone wolverine um he's you know hiding from his past he's hiding from people he only comes into town to like buy batteries and whiskey apparently and then he goes into the bar and he whatever he fights with a hunter and then this asian chick shows up out of fucking nowhere and pokes a bunch of hicks with her sword and then she says my car's out back and he follows her i didn't find that very believable like he's trying to hide from the world this strange girl comes up and he follows her i figured he just went with her because you know she was cute she she intrigued him you know some mutant shows up and does some cool tricks but he didn't know she was a mutant yet 
I think it was pretty apparent she was a mutant from the way she handled herself back there. Oh, you, th- <laughs> you think? I mean, it's not like many humans like can wield a sword like that. And also, she told him like those guys will be dead in like a week. He probably oh yeah, that's right. Guessed that she was prognosticating. <laughs> prognosticating, good word. Um, but speaking about Rila Fukushima, who plays Yukio, I did feel like her main acting talent was just wrinkling her brow and looking concerned, um, and shouting Logan. Yeah, I felt that they really wasted her because I thought it was. Like, really neat that they gave Wolverine, like, you know, an interesting female companion instead of, like, just some guy and make it, like, a buddy movie or whatever. Yeah. I I liked that there were a lot of women in the movie in general, but Mm -hmm. I felt like they wasted her character because, like, they set her up initially to be this super badass with a sword and everything. Yeah. And when they show up at the, like, dojo or whatever that guy's house is called... Um, they see the father fighting some guy and Wolverine is like, oh, he's good. And she's like, he's okay. <laughs> but then later she fights him and the guy just dominates her. I know. And like then, you know, Wolverine, the guy shows up and like saves her. And it's like, couldn't yeah, she right? have protected him better? Like that would have been an interesting scene to watch to yeah. see her beating him and holding her own. Yeah. When that scene started, I was like, oh, sweet. This is the scene where she's going to show him up. Because, yeah, earlier she's like, oh, he's okay. And it's like, that means there's a fight scene coming. Mm-hmm. That fight scene was also weird, too, because the whole time they're fighting, they're fighting around Wolverine, who has his hand inside himself. Yeah. <laughs> it felt really awkward. Yeah. That <laughs> scene was, what made that scene awkward for me was the fact that there was no blood. That's true. He, he cuts Except himself open and reaches inside <laughs> to his own heart, and there's no blood pouring out of him. There's, like, no blood at I guess all. because he's Wolverine? No, because it's PG-13. Oh, right. And you probably can't get it past the censors to show some guy cutting open his own heart with his, like, hand claws and reaching inside his chest and have the blood. Yeah, I think just by allowing themselves to have made an R-rated Wolverine, I think it could have been a lot better. Like, not just that, but lots of stuff. Um, Yeah, they definitely wasted Yukio, um, including her psychic abilities like that really could have been expanded on yeah they only showed her use it like two or three times and why didn't she know that her grandpa wasn't really dead yeah i mean she mentions like i didn't see it happen i didn't foresee his death and like that's obvious foreshadowing that he's not really dead but you think that she would take that as like some greater hint about something or why doesn't she see his actual death in a samurai mech suit yeah that's a very good question what, I mean, what is what are her powers exactly? They don't really get into it at all. I couldn't, and I couldn't tell if she sees bits of the future or just people's deaths. I, I think know. she just sees deaths. One thing that did show that they weren't really in Japan was that when the Mariko and Wolverine are running through the streets of Japan after the Yakuza funeral attack, Mariko's in full mourning garb, and there's no way all those people don't know what that means. But she's running around with a gaijin running around with a white guy it's like no one says anything <laughs> probably because they're australian <laughs> well even if they were in japan they probably could have closed down the street no i know but i'm just saying like as far as like the realism of the movie goes i don't think a japanese woman is gonna be running around in morning garb with a white guy and no one's gonna look up <laughs> yeah what did you think of the scene um where logan is trying to get to like the spooky tower where the samurai met grandpa is hiding and they drop him with like a bunch of arrows on strings and make him a porcupine, porcupine Wolverine. I thought that scene was really weird and like slightly unbelievable and just sort of like awkward in general. Like 
I get that they wanted to like take him down and they needed some way to have him try and get to the fortress and get taken down along the way and then he wakes up in the fortress blah 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 but that was just a really like weird way to do it because I kept thinking, why doesn't he just cut the ropes with his claws? Yeah, why did the arrows have ropes? Why doesn't he ropes? just, like, spin around and yank the guys <laughs> off the rooftops and then cut the ropes off his back? Like, Was I that was that their idea, is that if the arrows had ropes, they could catch him better? I think that, you know, they had, like, you know, 50 guys tugging on these ropes, <laughs> and, like, that's enough to, like, overcome his leg strength. But it was still, like, a really weird plan. Oh, yeah, to go back to um, Viper, Poison Ivy, Svetlana, Dr. Green, um, her death made me really uncomfortable. Do you remember her death? Uh, didn't she get, like, strangled? Yeah, and then she just, like, gets pulled, like, yeah. up into Oh, yeah, and her head presumably got smashed by the yeah, elevator or whatever. it's like, I don't know. It just felt, like, kind of sort of sexist in a way, or... I'm not sure I can put my finger on it, but it just made me really uncomfortable. I guess because... They kind of put her forward. The whole movie is just, like, sex object, obviously. Um, and she is a very sexy lady. And then they just, like, just wipe her off. Wipe her off the, <laughs> the screen. You know what I mean? Well, I think the problem with that is that her character was literally nothing other than the sexy villain lady. So, right. like, she didn't deserve any better death than, like, the quick villain death. Yeah. Because she's just, like, a, you know, sidekick villain, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I agree. Like, I think that they should have given her more character depth and, like, given her more than just spitting venom in guys' faces because they hit on her or whatever. Mm -hmm. I almost think they could have vindicated that, the fact that that's all she was, by giving her, like, some kind of meaningful death, you know? Like, some, like, last moment where you're like, oh, she is real, and then she dies. Yeah, like, some kind of last words or yeah, something. something. Did you notice that um, Samurai Mech Grandpa is wearing a t-shirt underneath the mech suit? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, like, um, is he wearing a full set of clothes? Does he ever change them? Or is it oh, can he take off the suit at all? The mech suit? Yeah, I didn't understand that, like, plot line at all. Like, has he just been hanging out in the silver samurai suit for the last, like, <laughs> four days? Just, like, waiting for Wolverine to show up before they turn the suit is on? There, is there a toilet in there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and who built it? Like, is he supposed to have built it? Because he, like, has some kind of corporation of... Yeah, I, I guess his evil corporation built it in secrecy. I don't understand why they needed, like, massive amounts of adamantium to build the suit. Because I don't see how... Like, presumably the suit was just a medical device to keep him alive until yeah. he could suck the life out of Wolverine's claws <laughs> somehow. But, yeah, why did it need to be, like, this huge badass uh, my, suit? My guess is that it just needed to be made out of adamantium so that he could uh, fight Wolverine and not have Wolverine just slash him to bits yeah i guess but it's very convoluted it still seemed like an odd plan yeah can you tell me about wolverine's bone claws the shit uh yeah i mean he has is uh, that a thing like he has natural bone claws um did he have those as immune already yeah that's part of his mutation oh. um like i said earlier like he periodically goes feral ah. because like his mutation is basically he is sort of an animal like he has the heightened senses of an animal and he has these bone claws and he like goes crazy like an animal sometimes That's um and so we we didn't actually know about his bone claws until 
at some point Magneto rips all of the adamantium out of his body. Oh, that's and right. And so for a long time in the comics, everyone thought that his claws were just like metal and that they came from the experiment. I think I mentioned earlier, um, it's for the ending of the movie. I think the ending is the part that I was least happy with, I'm pretty sure. First of all, his line is something along the lines of, Sorry, princess, I'm a soldier and I've been hiding for too long. Yeah, that was a really cheesy line. So and I don't, cheesy. <laughs> I don't see Wolverine saying that. No way, he wouldn't say that. Like, I could almost get behind it if the whole movie was that cheesy and over the top. But it was just, like, kind of mediocre, that's convoluted, and then super cheesy over the top line. They needed Wolverine to, like, wander off into the sunset. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of character always does. But at the same time, he had this, like very James Bond-esque relationship mm-hmm. with that lady where yeah. we're going to sleep together and fall in love simply because we're together here Yeah, how about the situation. chemistry between them or lack thereof? Like, I mean, she was a pretty lady and he's an attractive man, so I guess... Therefore, they must do it. But, <laughs> like, at the same time, like, she was, like, totally cold toward him in the beginning. She's like, oh, I've got thousands of yakuza after me but i'm fine just leave me alone Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put on my headphones now and then like five minutes later they're doing it and it's like i'm willing to buy this movie logic because that's just how i know movies work if this was james bond it would play out the same way and no one would question it i wonder if that's what they're trying to do if um the director james mangold if he was like trying to make the bond wolverine (laughs) yeah that's kind of how it felt she's not actually a princess is she no just taken. They no she's longer have an imperial family. She's in another castle. Um, and then the last thing, the fucking the last scene of it in the plane, um, Yukio and and Wolverine are in the plane, and she says, "Well, where should we go?" And he says, "Wherever" or something like that. And she's like, "Well, we have to go somewhere. Where do you want to go?" And he goes, "Up." And she goes, "Okay." And then she's like, "All like happy." Are they really gonna tell the pilot, "Go up"? Yeah, that scene bugged me. Like, I get suspension of disbelief and everything <laughs> but i saw that scene and i was like you can't just do that you have to file a flight plan like <laughs> it doesn't work like that well and like not to mention disrespecting like the education and like the license of the pilot for them to just be like go yeah. up if we, we decide where we want to go circle overhead until you figure out what you want to do <laughs> just flip a bitch when we decide where we want to go um i'm gonna take a moment to address some of uh my producer's notes um <laughs> I asked him for, this is the actually the first movie um, that my producer has actually seen that I've talked about on the show. All the other movies that we've talked about, he hasn't seen. Um, so <laughs> uh, he went to see this one, as I said, because he was bored. Um, he had a couple questions. So in the beginning, after um, he protects Yash- Yashida from uh, the nuclear explosion, um, why does his hair regenerate? Because it looked cool. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the only reason it makes sense. Like, I get his skin healing and everything like that, but his mutant healing factor can't possibly know the exact length of his hair and beard at any given time. Right. And if it did, like, wouldn't it grow back instantly when they cut his hair? Yes, that was his next... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they give him a shave at the beginning of the movie, shouldn't, shouldn't he, he just get a beard again instantly? <laughs> he should just, like, be covered in hair, pretty much. He should be like Cousin It. During the big mech fight, he, to get the sword to glow in order to kill the mech, he has to use both hands. Mm-hmm. But the mech is not using both hands to get the sword to glow. Isn't it using both hands? It's I not. It was There's one point when it goes like this. 
mm. and its other hand is free. And by this, I mean swing its right arm wildly. I guess that was just an inconsistency. Am I asking these now? Okay. Um, I'm going to skip the, the next one because it's silly. It says, who didn't double cross who? I just lost track of who Hawkeye's, who he, whose team he was on. Because at the end, I, I don't remember if he was good or bad in the end. Um, Wolverine's too tall. Yes. That's always been inconsistent. Uh, the post credit scene, isn't that already the plot of The Last Stand? Wherein they have to join up with the bad guys to face some... They were setting up uh, Days of Future Past. Right. But isn't that already the plot where it's like, oh no, Logan, look, Professor X and Magneto have to hang out now. I think that that's just a crowd pleaser because everyone loves Magneto and everyone loves Professor X and no one wants to see them fighting. So anytime they can shoehorn them into the same movie as allies is a good thing. And in that movie, apparently there's two Professor X's and two Magnetos. Yes, because one old, one young. What I've heard is they're going to try and reconcile the continuity of all of the X-Men movies so far, which I don't understand how that's even possible. No, they're just going to mix it with Star Trek, the the 2009 movie. I mean, they might as well. And then Spock's going to make out with Spock. They're going to try and make the continuity between first class work with the first three X-Men movies, even though there's characters that, like, apparently don't know each other in those movies that have apparently met before. Like, Professor X doesn't know who Mystique is, apparently, even though he grew up with her. Right. It's okay. It's that blue girl. I remember her. She was hot. Um, did you notice that every time they shown, showed Jean during the nightmare thing, she showed more and more breast? <laughs> I Boop. don't think I consciously Boop. noticed that, but yes, I did notice it on some level. I, I asked a similar question to my co-host on my show, and she's like, oh my god, yes! So, I'm not just some perverted man noticing boobs. <laughs> it's true um, The little robots that go into his bloodstream And like attack his heart When they first show them There's two of them When he finds the jars They're both empty Where's the second one? I assume that she was using those To keep the guy alive Yoshida And that they were medical devices That she can program to do things And that one of them was in the other guy or she already used it up or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was a weird plot device. What reversed the effects of the mech sucking out Wolverine's immortality juice after he was disconnected? Like, was it just his natural Wolverine-ness that made him go back to normal so fast? Or Yeah, I have no idea what was happening in that scene at all. So I don't really know how that thing was sucking it out of him in the first place. But my assumption is that because it didn't finish the process, he like still had his healing ability and it was it just kicked in and healed itself basically <laughs> and this one was also uh potentially answered by my co-host on my show why didn't wolverine just push the arrows out of his body when he was shot with all of them was it because of poison on them is that why he couldn't just be like because when he gets shot a bullet hits him in the head his skin heals it falls out why didn't the arrows do the same his healing ability can be overloaded to a certain point so if you like shoot him with a machine gun it will take a while for his wounds to heal versus like one bullet popping itself out so i'm guessing once he had like 50 arrows in his back it just was too much for him to push them all out but yeah i mean that was a weird scene in general um why was the super rich granddaughter girl unable to fight where the dam even though she trained as a like ninja or whatever with hawkeye 
No, remember? Because she, she throws the, like, knife at the very end and kills her grandfather. But throughout the entire movie, she's just getting owned by everyone. Yeah, she mentions that, like, she and the archer guy were, like, village champions. He with the bow, me with the knife. Right. But I guess maybe she just didn't have throwing stars with her for the rest of the movie, and she never learned any other martial arts besides See, I assumed knives. knives was, like, the second class. Actually fighting with your hands yeah, was class one. Usually but, you do you know. learn hand-to-hand before weapons. I think the reason she couldn't fight was because she was the stereotypical damsel in distress. And this was going to be a bit of a crossover between our shows. Um, Katie is... Huh? Katie Lady Lemus KS of the K of Mesmer of the 22nd, a.k.a. the new little K, uh, whatever fucking bullshit name is. Um, she has taken two semesters of Japanese. So she knew enough about the actual dialogue that they were exchanging without reading it to know what they were saying was not what they were saying. And that the dialogue they were actually saying was basically that of someone who's taken two semesters of Japanese. So, like, one of her examples is when um, Rich Girl is is hurt. Um, I don't know anyone's name. Yes. And Sidekick with the red hair. Mariko. Yu-Gi-Oh! says to Mariko, are you okay? The the version of are you okay she's actually using is basically, get up, you're fine. <laughs> it's like, you okay? Is that what she's saying? But what it says is like, oh, are you okay? So Maybe that's just like a Japanese colloquialism. Maybe in Japan they don't ask if people are okay. They just tell them to get up. I mean, they really should. Oh, and one thing that I just... It's not really a question. It's more of a comment. I felt like Wolverine fought every single Japanese, like landmark society thing what cliche i don't want to say cliche but like a fine cliche except for godzilla in this movie yeah i i really agree with that like i mentioned earlier that there's way too many villains in this movie and i hated that like half of those villains were just like japanese noir cliches like oh the corrupt father and the corrupt grandfather and the corrupt policeman and <laughs> the yakuza and anyone samurai. else we can get our yeah and the corrupt samurai and anyone else we can get our hands on. In defense of Mariko at the uh, yakuza funeral party, she did make a couple moves. I did notice that. I, for the most part, she just ran, but I did note like, oh hey, she's fighting. But like, yeah, she throws like a couple punches. Could have done more. Um, side note, I think a really cute name for, like, mini Wolverine or, um, chibi Wolverine would be Wolverine. Wolverine? Because at one point I thought that's what you said, Wolverine. I thought that sounded cute. Don't, don't let anyone at Fox hear you say <laughs> oh that. God. Or they will make, or Disney. they will make, like, an animated Ugh. cartoon show, like, mm. Teen Titans, but with, like, Teen X-Men. And it won't be, like, X-Men Ew. Evolution, which was kind of okay. Yeah. No, I was thinking like a little, like a little one-shot comic or something, like a little. That would be cute. I'm sure it's out there. Oh, okay, I'll find it. So that covers our notes. Is there anything you would like to add? I would like to register a complaint about the fact that Wolverine gets shot like three times in the movie after he loses his healing factor, 
and it doesn't phase him a bit. Like the first time he gets shot, it's like point blank in the chest with a shotgun, which should kill anyone. And he's stunned for a few seconds and then he mm. kills like 20 dudes and then he gets shot again in the chest from like a few feet away and it stuns him again and then he kills 20 dudes and then he's just charging like sprinting for miles with this girl and just running all over the place completely running on the subways or bullet trains or whatever the hell train that was like i get that wolverine is a tough guy but no one should be able to take that kind of damage and just keep running around and being cool and then even later he gets shot in the kneecap or the thigh or something while he's chasing after her when she gets kidnapped again and he just stumbles and then he keeps running and it's like he should be down on the ground screaming in pain right now i mean i know he's a tough guy but he can't heal that and he shouldn't be able to just run with a bullet in his thigh i guess when you have a bullet in your thigh and you're poisoned and you have a spider in your heart it should add up (laughs) he should just be down for the count for most of that movie (laughs) yeah Oh, let's talk about the a little bit um, about the bear scene. Um, it makes my producer cry. He, you might want to cover your ears, producer. Um, I was curious. I couldn't find. I tried to look it up online. I was curious if that bear was uh, completely animatronic or if it was CGI anim- animatronic or if it was a hand puppet. What do you think? Some of the reviews I read say it was terrible CGI. If it was it, CGI, it, it was really bad it, CGI. It looked animatronic to it me. Did. and. I can't decide if I would have rathered it be CGI because they have kind of skimped on their CGI in the past. Like mm. in X-Men Origins Wolverine, his claws just look absurd. Like they, they didn't even try to make them look Butter real. Nice. I mean, well, they just look like incredibly fake CGI. Mm. Like it looks like I, I heard a complaint that it looks like Roger Rabbit, <laughs> that kind of special effects. Yeah. Um, and so if they did the bear with CGI, it might be equally bad. And I am kind of partial to animatronics. So even so if it I. did look kind of fake, I feel it look, looked realer than if they'd used crappy CGI. Yeah. No, I liked that they did that. Um, but it did, like, help the fact that I was just confused by that whole scene. Just that he talks to animals and... Um, well, first of all, I... Okay, so I saw it super drunk. Didn't remember anything about it. So the next day when I went to work, um, I decided just to like go in and do a theater check just for like a second, which means like you can't stay in there for very long. And I walked in right on that scene. So coming in, I don't remember anything about the movie. Come in and all I see is this weird animatronic bear looking at Wolverine. And then he says, don't make me do this and stabs it in the heart. <laughs> so out of context, it was especially like, what the fuck, Wolverine? It's... Be- because early in the movie, like, he goes into town to get some more booze. Right. And they then, poisoned it. Yeah. The the hunters, like, were dumb and they, like, poisoned the bear, but they didn't poison it enough to kill it. Right. And so he was putting it out of its misery. I know, it but it, pain. it still comes off as, like, this weird, like, he had, like, some kind of wife relationship or, like, bro, well, bro like, bear relationship. He does have a bro bear relationship. <laughs> like I keep saying, he's, like part animal basically and he like connects better with animals than he does with humans and so like that's part of the reason he's like living in a cave out in the woods right now is because he doesn't want to be around people but like animals get it yo (laughs) and like he can be like with these bears and other woodland creatures and they aren't gonna judge him for the terrible things he's done and he can listen to classical music with them yeah on his little radio i didn't know they still made those 
Oh, actually, I don't know what time space this is supposed to be when he's I'm, in the I woods. I think it's supposed to be modern day. Modern day. Anything else you had to say about the movie? Um, no, not really. Just that it, it it bothered me that they like promised this movie where Wolverine was going to lose his powers and be confronted with his own mortality, mm-hmm. and I don't really feel like they followed through on that. Not at all. Like I said, he gets shot like four times and he is barely like slowed down by it and i wanted to see a movie where he is like crippled and still like struggling to fight people and do the right thing but i didn't really feel like he had much of a challenge in this movie even though ostensibly he did well i mean they gave him the opportunity to be that too and he turned it down Mm -hmm. like he said hey do you want to be a normal guy and just live out your life yeah i thought it was going to play out like when i first saw the previews I thought it was going to be like that one uh, episode or arc of episodes in the X-Men cartoon when Rogue finds out there's a cure um, and it turns out that it's Apocalypse just duping people (laughs) and he wants her to be one of the four horsemen. Mm -hmm. But like she volunteers to have this procedure done to herself to like remove her powers. Mm. And I thought it was going to be like that and have him like actually volunteer to lose his powers and then, you know want to have them back because he has to save the day and he needs his powers to do it. Yeah, that's a story arc in the comics as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe next time. In the end, I really didn't hate the movie and I don't really have strong feelings about it. It's just like, that could have been better. And oddly enough, every time I saw it, because basically in the end, I think I saw it like four four 4.36 times. Every time I saw it, I kind of liked it a little more. Yeah, I mean, it was an enjoyable movie, and it had a lot of good parts, and I, I liked the overall mood of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was very subdued, especially compared to, like, some of the other superhero movies that have come out lately, like uh, Superman and Iron Man, and stuff like that, where just everything explodes yes. throughout the movie. I felt that, like, the restraint of this movie was nice, but at the same time, like, when it inevitably gets shown on FX on a Saturday afternoon, I'm probably not going to bother watching it, because it wasn't you know, exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of pleasant to watch, I guess. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the show and for your Wolverine expertise. Thanks for having me. Bring your own palomitas de maíz. That's popcorn. Politically correct. Or racist. I'm a popcorn frog. I like popcorn, yo. I'm a cute little colonel. I ain't all that tall. Been loving popcorn since after the alcohol. Oh, we should have recorded all this. That was good.